The Wonder of Marriage, Ta'abit Bar Mitzvah Patur. We're dealing with a Mishnah, a very strange, almost comical Mitzvah. And as I've mentioned, Yavamas, in all its complexity and all of the depth of the of the ideas and concepts and the serious and severity of the Isurim that are involved, the various different prohibitions, the scenarios themselves are somewhat comical sometimes. And so that makes them quite a lot of fun. And one of them is this case right here on Daf Lamed Gimel, Lamed Bez, where we have a Mishnah, two men marry two women, and the women get mixed up after the, the chuppahs, and each goes home with the wrong, with the wrong bride. Uh, and of course, that's a serious case of Eshet Ish. They land up living with a man to who, with a woman to whom they're not married. And then the Mishnah goes on to add layer after layer of complexity. If the two men were brothers, then not only is each living with uh, another man's wife, each is living with their brother's wife, which is an Isra Arayot on its own. And if they were sisters, the Mishnah says, then on top of the, the, the problem of, of a married woman, an Eshet Ish, and a brother of, and a wife of a brother, there's also Ishael Achotah. She is also my wife's sister. So that's another layer of, of Arayot, of prohibited relationship. And if they were Nidot at the time, they were in Nida, then there's an additional uh, prohibition of nida that takes place at that particular place. So they're in a lot of trouble. They're committing a lot of different averot, and these averot seem to um, layer one on top of the other. Although we've been discussing the principle of ein isur chalal isur that one prohibition doesn't fall upon and land on top of another prohibitions, we've discussed in the last couple of days. But in this particular case, because this is an isur and an Isra Mosif and an Isra Batachat. If you look at all these different cases, they entail the three exceptions to Ein Isra Chalal Isra. The one is Mosif, and we learned that Mosif means that in addition to the first Isra, which applies to a particular person or set of people, the second Isra applies to a wider set of people. So the first set is a subset of the second in such a case, the second Isur does land. It, it lands over the first Isur, the first prohibition, and is an additional layer of prohibition. And then you've got the case of, um, of Kolel, which is where, the, so that the, the first one was Moisif, then you've got the case of Kolel where there's a specific set of objects that are covered by the first prohibition. And the second prohibition covers a wider set of objects. Then the second prohibition is effective. And in being effective for the wider set, it is also effective for the smaller set. And the smaller set then does have two isurim layered one upon the other. And the third one is batachat, when the three thing, when the two things happen simultaneously, then the isur is also halal isur. And the Gemara is exploring who is the author of this Mishnah that holds that in all these cases, um, isur is halal isur. We say that's Rabbi Meir. And we say, but it's a little bit difficult to understand who is Rabbi Meir following here, because in, addis- in addition to these three different exceptions to the principle of Ein Isu Chalal Isu, that one prohibition can't fall upon another prohibition, we also have the idea here of Ta Bidvar Mitzvah. He thought he was doing a mitzvah. And it might have turned out wrong, he was making a mistake. Uh, but, but when one thinks one is doing a mitzvah, one is trying to do a mitzvah, and even if it turns out not to be the case, there the, 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 the Isu is not, does not apply. The Isu does not land on top of the earlier Israel. So how, who's Rabbi Meir holding like the Gemara goes into it? But what interests us for the purpose of today's discussion is the Rashi that says, what is the mitzvah that we're talking about here? Klamah, that means to ha- say, 
that even though Rabbi Meir holds that in such a case, Isur is halal Isur, but here, here the intention of each of these people, although it turned out horribly wrong, but the intention was to marry a woman, and marriage is a mitzvah. Says, says Rashi, and it's that idea of, of, is marriage the mitzvah? We know there's a mitzvah to have children, there's a mitzvah of pru revu, but where does it say thou shalt get married? Where is, is marriage actually a requirement of, of mitzvah? And in this discussion we have um, Rashi, that see, who seems to imply, yes, there is a mitzvah in marriage. The Rosh in, in Ketuvot, Perik Alef Simin Yudbez, goes into a fascinating analysis of how the marriage itself is not the mitzvah. And really gets to it by analyzing the brocha, the birkat erusin, the brocha we say under the chuppah, for the first part of the marriage. Under the chuppah, today we do two parts. We do the erusin, or, or sometimes known as the kiddushin, which is the betrothal. And that is constituted by the two brachot that we say, plus the groom giving the bride the ring and her accepting it, that is the erusin, and then the nisuin is the second part, which is the, the, the sheva brachot, standing under the chuppah and reciting the sheva brachot. That first, the bracha that we say, we say, abore priyagafen, and then we say, asher asar lanu et arayot, yitir lanu et anusot lanu, and so on, that, that bracha, is that a birkat ha-mitzvah or isn't it? Is that saying a bracha for a mitzvah? Based on the Rashi, we've just learned it would seem that getting married is a, is a mitzvah and therefore that would be the birkat mitzvah And the Rosh says that doesn't seem to be the case because um, even though some say that's why you have to make the bracha before you do the action because it's a birkat mitzvah the, the Rosh says something rather different and he says that it would appear to me, says the Rosh, um, that this is not a birkat mitzvah at all. Um, rather, this is a birkat hashvach. Here we are praising Hashem uh, for the for, for, for the kedushin. What are we praising here? This broch has been instituted to give praise to Hashem, who has sanctified us with His mitzvot, and has separated us from the other nations of the world. Vetsivanu and has instructed us lekadesh isha hamuteret lanu to do kiddushin with a woman who is permitted to us velo achat min harayot and not one of the prohibited women. So the um, Rosh is saying this is not a berakat mitzvah because getting married is not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is having children later on. Uh, so what are we saying a bracha for? This is a berakat hashvach, like we say a bracha when there's lightning or there's thunder or a rainbow. We say a birkat hashvach, we're praising Hashem for something wonderful. And this is a case of praising Hashem for something wonderful. And we need to understand, what is it actually we're praising? What is this wonder for which we're praising Hashem? It's not the mitzvah of living together. It's not the wonder of living together, of having found somebody to live together with, of having found love, um, of, of being in an intimate relationship with somebody. That's not what the brocha is for. The brocha is for the act of kiddushin. And what is the act of kiddushin? And Tosfos tells us on Daf Gimel of Kiddushin that the, I, the word Kiddushin means dedication. It means exclusivity. So what you're saying under the chuppah is, you are exclusively mine. Our relationship is exclusive. And when you say to somebody, you are exclusive, our relationship is exclusive, that means I have found the one. You are the one. And if you think about that for a moment and you say, well, what chance is there that I've really found the one? 
There, there are three and a half billion women in the women in, in the world. How am I so sure? How is it even feasibly, statistically possible that I have found the one? That is the miracle of Kiddushin. The fact that we know who not to marry, and when we choose who to marry, that choice is, is guided by Hashem. Not only is that choice guided by Hashem, but the millions of miracles and intersections and coincidences that have to have happened throughout history for these two young people to have come together. What does that entail for each one of them to be born? Uh, for their parents each to have come together, their grandparents all to have come together, ultimately for them to have been raised and to have found each other and come together. It's just miracle after miracle after miracle in the millions and millions of miracles. And here we are standing under the chuppah and I say, you are the one. That's the birkat hashvach. That's the meaning of kiddushin. That's what we're praising Hashem for the fact that you gave us the ability to create that exclusivity in the full knowledge that this is the one that, that Hashem has, has set aside for me. Um, and, and the wonder of that miracle, the famous Medrash of the Matrunta asks the Tana, what has Hashem been doing since creating the world? Is, what, what keeps him busy all the time? And the Tana explains here, it was Meshadech Shiduchim, he's creating the circumstances for people to meet and intersect uh, so that there are Shiduchim, and that doesn't only mean Shiduchim in marriage, all cases of, of meeting, of chance, meetings of people which lead to businesses being created and opportunities being to create, be created and friendships between families being established or between individuals and, and also, of course, marriages of people and families being established as a result of that. That's what Hashem is busy doing, creating the coincidence, so to say, to creating those miracles of intersections of people that facilitate miraculous get-togethers landing up in these in these marriages. That's the shvach. That's what we're praising Hashem for in that bracha that we say under the under the chuppah. What then about Rashi? Rashi says that marriage is the is the mitzvah, implying then does that mean that the bracha of, of uh, that we say under the chuppah is in fact a birkat mitzvah? It's a bracha for the mitzvah. And according to the Rosh, if it's not a birkat mitzvah, if it's a birkat shvach, why don't we say it after the event? And yes, the Rosh gives a reason a little earlier because the woman still has the right not to accept it, so you might make the bracha and then she won't agree to it. But if it's a birkat hashvach, is that so serious? Uh, why would the bracha not be made um, afterwards if it's a birkat hashvach? Uh, we see in the in the run on the same piece of Gemara takes a, a slightly different approach there, and he says, "Devadai ein bracha zu birkat hamitzvah mamash." This is a Birkat HaMitzvah, but not a Birkat HaMitzvah Mamash. This is a, a unique situation where we have a mitzvah, we have a bracha which falls somewhere in between. It isn't fully a Birkat HaMitzvah. Why not? Because she'ev shalavarech kefima shira'u'i birkat ha-mitzvah she'ein levarech b'shat kiddushin asher kiddushin b'mitzvah v'tzvah nalach kiddushin b'shum d'ein mevarechin al-mitzvah she'ein asiyata gemar melachta. This is not the end of the action. This is a long, drawn-out Action. It starts with the Eirusim, and then there's the Nisuyan, and then there's the, the the couple actually living living together, and then ultimately having children with Pruravu. It's a long mitzvah that starts with with action and is followed by by chain actions until it finally there is a kiyum, there is a fulfillment of the mitzvah. And so you can't really say a birkat mitzvah for an action which is not the totality of the mitzvah. It's only the initiation of the mitzvah. 
And so this is something which is partially a Birkat HaMitzvah, which is why we say it before the Eruzin, because you are initiating the Mitzvah now. But since you're not completing the Mitzvah now, this is not a full brachat, Birkat HaMitzvah, it is also a Birkat HaShvach, so it's rather a hybrid of, of both of them. So when Rashi says uh, that, that this is the Mitzvah, the Mitzvah is... Um, this is a Dvar Mitzvah to marry the woman. That's correct, it's a Dvar Mitzvah. That doesn't mean that this is a total Mitzvah all on its own. No, it's the initiation, it's the beginning of a Mitzvah, which is going to continue over a period of time, um, but still it is called a Maase Mitzvah. And so if you look at this, it's also quite interesting to see the development of understanding of the idea. Rashi, the Rosh and the Ram are not giving three different ideas. Rashi uses a, a phrase marrying a woman, which is a Maisa Mitzvah. The Rosh says, it's not really, that isn't the Mitzvah. Explains the run that the Rosh is not suggesting that there is no Mitzvah at all in it. It's just not a complete Mitzvah. And therefore the Bracha also is not a complete Birkat Mitzvah. But it's very much so also a Birkat HaShvach, because so excited are we, and so in awe are we of the wonder of marriage, of the capacity of two individuals to find each other and to connect with each other in the way that, that a marriage requires and to create that exclusive relationship of true Kedushah. That is so wondrous that we praise Hashem for it and thank Him for it.